0: Alright KISS Army, welcome to the KISS FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today and letting us into your head. I hope we don't do any damage. This is a KISS-related podcast, by the board, for the board. We hope that you enjoy Welcome to episode 273 of the KISS FAQ podcast. I'm your host, Julian Gill, admin on the KISS FAQ message board. Today, I'm joined by Alex Bagboy and 69th Blizzard Ken. And my phone's ringing. Uh, Lonnie, St. Louis KISS. Uh, Hello again, everybody. You can go to voicemail. Sorry, Tom. Um Before we get to today's topic, there's actually some news this week. You know, first and foremost is... Our brother, Mark, and has reached 400 episodes with his uh, buddy, Kevin. Yeah, let me say that again. Kevin, sorry. Kind of uh, screwed that one up completely on um, their their Yes Songs podcast. So congratulations to you guys. It's a, a milestone. I didn't know. Does that mean that Yes has 400 songs? That's kinda of scary. I'm not That's digging into their I'm not digging into their catalogue next to find out. Um other news is the hot in the shade and hotter than hell colored vinyl bundles are going to be coming out. Um and I I think they're shipping towards the end of the month, but obviously hot in the shade mm-hmm. is blue vinyl, hot in hotter than hell is translucent orange. The LP and T shirts are uh, bundled at forty-eight bucks currently, uh, discounted off sixty. And then they've got platinum packs of both of these. The um, Hits platinum comes with a cap and a key, key ring, uh, which I have no use for. And the Hotter Than Hell one actually is very cool. Comes with the sweatshirt, <laughs> which if you've seen that is really good looking. A mug and a lighter. Yeah. Who smokes? And if you things? just want the vinyl,
1: Sound of Vinyl has the two of them together for fifty bucks.
0: Yeah, which is a good so, deal too. That's a that's a really good deal. So nice to see more colored vinyl coming out. Don't forget, of course, uh, Dy- Destroy Resurrected on yeah. Walmart um, is also you know, coming would... out. I, I've just had to stop. I can't keep up with all of this. I don't have anywhere to put them. Um, I, I may have to do that hot in the shade blue one, though. That looks really cool. I've already, I've already so. done. I pre-ordered them both yesterday. Yeah. Uh, I gotta sell some I think I gotta sell some stuff on eBay, so uh what other news? There is uh another kiss date. Argentina now announced in May. So more and more dates are getting added to the itinerary. Gene, of course, made TMZ with his kidney, kidney stone issues, so thoughts and prayers to the demon, because those things freaking hurt, you know. Oh my god, they hurt. So. <laughs>
1: my wife, my wife says so. De- so kidney stones will stop the demon.
0: <laughs> well, I saw one comment. I
1: stop most people. I
0: one comment online was um, a, a guy told his wife that, and you know, she said, "Well, I've had kidney stones and I've given birth to children, and I'd much rather give birth than have kidney mm-hmm. stones." So, um, taking that from the ladies, I think probably no, I know which. Well, I don't know which I prefer, but I know it's a horrible, <laughs> horrible thing anyway. Hopefully Ken's going to come back, and if not, we're going to get started anyway. So this week we're celebrating, we're actually nearly bang on the date of its release, the 10th anniversary of Sonic Boom, or Boom. No, I had grab my vinyl, damn it. I had the vinyl out, but I was just like, if I have it out, I'm going to drop it. first thing I did yesterday when this no. arrived in the post was I- uh, drop it on the floor.
2: Can I just say my dumb moment of life just right then and there? I don't really regret it because I gave it to a friend, but I actually bought the vinyl and actually gave it away to a buddy. I was like, oh, I think you like it. And, of course, now, I mean, you know, it's, it's skyrocketed in price. But That was I savvy.
3: Yeah.
2: I just didn't have a record player and stuff. Well, I was moving out west, and I didn't want to, like, take some stuff with me. And he's actually, like, amassed a huge Kiss final record collection. So, you know, it's a cool piece in his collection. He appreciates it. So, I know where it's at. <laughs> I'm just like, man, I
0: should have held on to that. <laughs> yeah, that that really wasn't the, the greatest choice that you uh, could have made. I got rid of mine as well and always regretted it. Ended up having to go back to, um, I think it, where was it, Kiss Army Warehouse and yeah, buy the copy. I got a, a purple copy and it arrived with a split seam. I was furious. And you know, I sold that on as it was, kept the cover, and managed to get I think a bl- just the the record from Kiss Online. So put my own together, and was happy in the end. So I don't know what they sell for these days, uh, as this will eventually be uh, showing up on eBay as I continue to prune off my collection. Anyway, we're going to be talking about the album. Um, got two copies of the European version to give away this week, mm-hmm. um, so you can just email me at the website. You can yeah. find me. These, of course, come in jewel cases. They're. Single CDs for those of us that hate digipacks. These are the way to go, and I hate digipacks with a passion. So I was happy at least that it came out in Europe on uh, on that format. So uh, you're gonna let's see how are we gonna give these away? Well, it's gonna be a random picking, but you got to answer two questions, and uh, it's gonna be what is my least favorite song. And Ken's least favorite song, so you got to pay attention to the episode and just throw those in an email to me and I'll do the drawing next Wednesday, which will be Wednesday the 10th, or 9th, yeah, Wednesday the 9th um, at noon, and uh, free copies is open to anyone worldwide, so someone in England better not win as they've just come from England, It'd be very annoyed. All right, so let's talk a little bit about your first impressions of Sonic Boom. For myself, I was thrilled when they announced they were gonna be doing another studio album because I did not want Psycho Circus to be the band's studio album bookend with everything that came after that. So I was very excited about it. Um Alex, let's start with you, you know, finding out that it was gonna be coming out and your general thoughts of what you were hoping for.
2: I was excited. Um I was or I think all of us were members of the message board at the time in two thousand nine. Um, and there just it just was this excitement. Um I think it was April or May, was that um Columbia book was no not not Columbia. Um but there was a show that was uh they ended up using it as one of the bonuses in the Sonic Boom, uh from Argentina, From Buenos Aires. Uh there was this a show there that debuted and down there like Paul had a vest and so they <laughs> All the conversation on the message board for a little bit was like, Paul Stanley has a new vest on and stuff. And everybody was kind of all excited and stuff. And, then... and a, lot
1: of, a lot of bantiness and a lot of pissed offness about it, though, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, calling, they, a lot of uh, the haters were calling it a bra. You wanted the vest. You got the vest.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, but,
2: you know, and I think um, if I recall, they were just coming out with – kiss trading cards about the same time and so i remember there was like you know and, and i guess somebody saw like a trademark for kiss 360 so there was this talk of like is the new album going to be called 360 or whatnot and so there was just a lot of like fun excitement and for myself kind of like you uh cypher circus at that point was the last album and even though i loved kiss as a kid you know i wasn't i was what nine when the, uh, that album came out so i wasn't like following the band to know I need to go to the Fye to pick up the Psycho Circus tape cassette because it came out that day. So for for myself, I was excited that I was going to get a brand new Kiss studio
0: album. Cool. Yeah. Uh, how? Because uh, you are the youngest. How old were you in 2009 when this came out? Um, I was just turned 20. Okay, so you're still yep. a youngster. All right. Lonnie, what about you? What were your thoughts when you heard that Sonic Boom was coming out? Were you a member on the message board? I keep forgetting that absolutely, been, the board has been around a board. really long time. <laughs> absolutely,
1: I was a member on the message board back then. Um, I was thrilled. I was absolutely you know, stunned at the idea because I had come to my own assumption that they're just gonna they're just gonna continue to tour the way they've been touring, and they're probably not gonna release any new music with this lineup. I don't know how long this lineup is gonna last. You know, at at 2009, by 2009, it had been five years since they had toured the states, a proper tour of the states anyway. So it was it, from like 2004 to 2009. You have to remember was kind of like a a weird time for KISS because they, they did like this tour of, of Japan in 2006. They did like the hit and run tour, like five dates in the U S in 2007. And then in early 2008, they went to Australia and then summer 2008, they went to Europe on the alive 35 tour, you know, and they were just on this alive 35 tour. All they're doing is really just celebrating the past, playing alive from start to finish. And it kind of, it, it really made me come to that assumption that, you know, what they're just going to continue to be a band who just relies on their past and tours on their past. And maybe we'll be lucky enough to get some U.S. dates sprinkled in here and there. And and that's just going to be the way it is. And the band just may just fade away because there wasn't a whole lot going on. But I mean, because at that point, like when they played like the hit and run tour in in 2007, like I went to Sault Ste. Marie in 07. And in spring of 2009, they announced they were going to do those Canadian dates in the summer of 2009. Um, And I bought tickets to go to, I drove to Canada to see them. You know, and as crazy as that sounds, you know, driving from St. Louis to go to Canada, the reason why I did that was because of what I just mentioned. I didn't think I'd get, there was much more of a chance to see the band. I really had given up on the idea that I'm doing a full tour of the States. So when they said they were going to release a new album and do an arena tour, I was excited. I mean, damn excited. And we'll get to it later, but you know, I loved the album when it came out. So I was I was beside myself when I heard they were going to make a new album.
0: Ken, how about you? With uh, when you heard that it was going to be coming out, and I guess I got since everyone else has mentioned, were you on the board back
3: then as well? I was I on the board? I think Ten it was on the board years ago, around there or. I was on the board but I, I wasn't a registered I thought. Oh I, was you just want those. <laughs> I, I, I think I registered somewhere around that time though. It it was somewhere around there. But anyway, I'd have to look. Um but yeah, um I didn't think they were gonna put out another album, uh, the way things were going. I thought it was going to uh they were just kind of, you know, fade away um and and call it quits. Um, at some point, so um, yeah, I, I, but I was excited to hear it, I mean, I was, I was excited to hear that they were putting new, new music out, and I thought, oh, this is great, and then they, then when they said uh, it was going to be you know, a throwback to you know, 70s kind of style um, you know, music or their, their style and I thought, oh, this could be interesting so I was looking forward to it it was an exciting time with all the Walmart stuff going on. And um, though that was a kind of a fiasco where they have supposed to have a kiss corner. And then there's I go. And I was like, I go to Walmart, you know, where's your kiss corner? Uh, we don't have a kiss corner. <laughs> it was like spread out all over, you know, throughout the store, you had to find the stuff you wanted. So, but uh, yeah, I was excited uh, to finally get new music. It's always great.
0: Where's your kiss corner? Security, we got another one of them. <laughs>
2: yeah. I need an adult. I need an adult. <laughs>
0: yes. Yeah, so I mean, g- coming coming back to when it came out, um, there was a big merchandise drive with everything. There was a lot of hype. The only place you could get the album in the U.S. was at Walmart. They had signed an exclusive similar to ACDC had with Black Ice. I think was was theirs. Um. So I was like, well, Walmart's banned from San Francisco. I was like bummed out. I was going to have to drive somewhere and find a Walmart and actually step foot in one. Um, so I wanted to see these Kiss Corners. Alex, you mentioned this earlier as well. You know, you didn't get to see a Kiss Corner either, did you?
2: No. Heck, uh, <laughs> I don't remember if I get there, but even like the day of the lace, I remember – um getting up that morning and and heading over to warmer with my buddy because I, like, I gotta get the new, new kiss album and um i get to the store and i'm like yo like where's the kiss album man and looking at me like that's wrong with you dude what are you talking about and they're like they had like go <laughs> so in the back weird. and like uh, and they come out the box and they're like all right how many do you want and i'm like two and they're looking at me like i'm weird because i want two and stuff but uh yeah they didn't have it I mean, they had the merch. I I had I bought a handful of the Sonic Boom t-shirts. But I think they were like five bucks. They were super dirt cheap. Uh, and it was just like a black t-shirt with the album cover on it. Um, and then, of course, Halloween, you know, they had like the makeup kits and the M&Ms and stuff. So they had a lot of cool merch. But, you know, that uh, what was advertised, like, you'll be able to go into Walmart and find Kiss Corners at, at every corner of the store with, with the album and with t-shirts and with all the al- other albums and stuff. And I think some people have pictures. They have like display stuff with like all the other remastered albums. But no, disappointment happened again. But
1: Yeah. So so the album came out, obviously, this was back when, when albums came out on Tuesday, like they always used to. So yeah. my buddies and I went to a bar and watched Monday Night Football. And we decided we'll, we'll watch the game, hang out, and then... Well, it's like a, like a, it was like a bar, like, um, uh, at the end of Walmart's parking lot. Not really at the end of Walmart's parking lot, maybe like a block away from Walmart's parking lot. So we're sitting in there, we're watching Monday Night Football, drinking beer. Um, uh, it's about 1130. Said, okay, well, we'll go up there and see what's going on. We go, well, we probably should walk up there at this point. So we walked up to Walmart, but a block away and walked, walked in there. And here come these three derelicts, skin there, four derelicts in there, like, go back to the CDs, like, where's Sonic Boom at? Where's the Kiss Corner? <laughs> And they're like, who are these guys? What are you talking about? The new Kiss album, uh, midnight, what are you, so like 1230 rolls around and somebody finally has a box of them and brings them out and hands them out to us. I'm like, all right, get out of here.
3: This is in
0: St. Louis. This is in St. Louis, yeah. At night, after midnight.
3: Yeah, smart decision. Smart decisions. Yeah, I, I, when I'm you're just 30 thinking
0: years old. about some of those life choices we make. And <laughs> smart decisions after when you're midnight would not be for wa- me.
1: <laughs> so we're checking out, and Joe Odell walks in. He goes, "I was at the Walmart down the street. They didn't have him at all." <laughs> 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 oh oh
0: Jesus! It was funny. It was a great night. <laughs> so I take it they yes. hadn't set up their kiss corner at yours either.
1: No, 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 no. Where are the m ms
0: get out of here? Security. No, um, you know, I did see photos and, and people did post them, you know, for their Kiss Corners. And some of them were really cool. They did have the trading cards. Remember, I did have to order yeah. online from Walmart to get mine. And, um, you know, I bought some of the trading cards. I, I think I, I picked up a couple of remasters just because I needed replacements and they were so cheap. So, I mean, it was kind of cool. But let's talk about your first impressions of the album. Um, what are you, kind of your overall general thoughts of Sonic Boom as a Kiss record? Lonnie, i have to go straight back to you on that. I loved it.
1: I at when, when, first time I played it, I absolutely loved it. I mean, I bought I was so excited. I mean, I bought copies, I mean, copy, copy for myself, I bought a copy for my girlfriend at the time, bought a copy for my my two brothers, and like, you know, I'm I want this I wanted that album to succeed so bad. and like, I was going to do my part because I I loved it. I really and I still like the album. I like it a whole lot more than Monster. And it, it, to me, 10 years later, it still stands up. I really, really like it
0: when I listen to it and enjoy the hell out of it. Yeah, nice. Ken, how about you?
3: Yeah, my first impressions were, I remember bringing it home and, you know, putting it on or in the CD player or my computer, at you know, right away. And, uh, you know, I thought it was pretty darn good. Um, you know, I, I thought there was no really real dud songs, and there was a couple of cool moments on there that were, you know, I thought, oh, this is pretty good. But it was obvious that uh, they were attempting to try to go back to that old style. Uh, you know, in, in certain instances, you, you, you could hear it, or you could hear a certain riff or a certain guitar solos that are, were, you know, oh, wait a minute, that's you know, from the past. Um, so it was some of it was almost mimicking um, what they were doing, um, but then some of it was some of the new, new stuff was not mimicking, and it was pretty darn good. So, uh, it, it was a good album, like Long said. Uh, he thinks you know, you know, better than Monster, I, yeah, I think it's better than Monster, too. It's more of that kiss style. Uh, though Monster has some good songs on it mm-hmm. uh it's just not there's something something missing on Monster about the kiss i don't know what it is the feel of that album i I can't place it, but something different
0: yeah good points, Alex, your first impressions of boom. Oh, I,
2: I loved it. I, I mean, that's like, Lonnie, is still to, to this day. I do think it's better than Monster. I know when I'm doing a Monster show, I think we could all probably agree, probably just production-wise for Monster this is what, what makes that one a difficult one to uh, mm. uh, digest all the way. Um, I just love that. I was like, you know, I mentioned I was stoked and, uh, you know, just the, the, the hype, you know, that knowing that there's going to be a song with Eric singing on it and Tommy, you know, all four members are going to be singing the song on it. And, you know, there was, it was kind of like this, like oh cool. Like I mean, for me, I was like, I wonder what Tommy's going to sound like because at that point we only had heard him sing, you know, come on, shout it now <laughs> and shout it out loud. And, and there was some not great recordings of Shock Me live, so I was excited to see what what the, you know they could bring to the table and you know to kind of see what was what was the writing style of of Gene and Paul, you know, 2009 because we had had Gene's solo album in 2004 and Paul in 2006. So I was excited to see what what well, was Kiss 2009 going to sound like? And I thought it
0: sounded great. You know, I think you covered all the points that I would have wanted to make. You know, I was very curious about what they were going to sound like with Tommy and Eric firmly entrenched in the band. Um, I think what I enjoyed the most out of it was all the little elements that jumped out at it. Like, Oh, that sounds like it could have been off asylum or that sounds like something off the elder, or that sounds like mm-hmm. Ace doing, you know, you know, Tommy's doing his full ace imitation there. Um, So those are kind of the little things that really stood out to me and still do. I mean, I was listening to this quite a bit this week, and it it really just reminded me that I need to listen to this album more because it's actually a really good part of the KISS catalog, and I was really enjoying the vast majority of the songs. So let's talk about the songs. Obviously, we rip off lipstick panels methodology, assign a point for each song, and add them all up and you know whoever gets the most points kind of wins so we'll get straight uh get started with the worst song on the album according to this panel today because of course it could be different tomorrow um 11th place i'm an animal on eight points it struggled until someone gave it more points than it deserves but um ken let's start with your
3: thoughts on i'm an animal yeah, I I don't think it was me who gave it. More. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not um, going to
0: you. Just suggesting that it was, it was you. Me, I just third to last. in the
3: hell out <laughs> of me. Uh, no, well, I had a 10, <laughs> But anyway, um, yeah, I'm an animal. I think I liked it more when I first heard it uh, than I do today. Um, I listened to the album the last couple of days, and it just kind of was. It, it's not. Uh, it doesn't fit. I guess you could say on this on this uh, album with the other music that's on here. Um, it's, it's different. It really stands out as a different type of song. It's not a horrible song, but it's not a great song. Um, it just doesn't fit with the rest of the album and the, the way the other mm-hmm. music stands out. Um, I think it would fit better. It probably would have fit better on monster than on Sonic boom. Yeah. So yeah, movie. it's okay. Uh, not one of jeans best um so it's just a okay song alex just too slow
2: i actually didn't uh fully mind it on the hottest show on earth tour the next year that 2010 tour i actually didn't mind it but i think that might have just been a little bit of the excitement because it was a new song and and the set because i think at this time uh least, because this is the first tour i saw kiss on was the alive 35 tour and stuff so i've even got like my cool tour book and everything because I was all stoked. And, uh, I got my original CD here and I need to find me one of those jewel cases because I beat the crap out of this digipack. But I just thought the song was just, it was too slow, like, especially in the middle, you know, you, you, you go from, um, uh, Dangerous, kind of a little bit fast paced to this slow song. And I just thought it was like a second, uh, I love it loud, just slow.
0: Turgid. Is the word I think of, but I'm also <laughs> sure. hoping that that Paul slap gene for I'm an animal because it just is like the worst case of recycling, and he is just so guilty of over recycling <laughs> on this one. Um, I mean, you can't recycle compost; it's already been recycled. But you know, there was stuff out of uh, songs that he had given to Peter Chris for Let Me Rock You worked back into this, and again, it was just that it was so slow. And then they did it live. Ugh. I mean, Gene songs that have been picked to be live, like within, in, you know, of the the last few albums, are just really, really bad picks. So having to listen to that live, I was like, shit. I mean, it's just even worse. (laughs) Um, So, sorry, this deserves to be in last place. I really despise this song as much as the next one, but. you know, Lonnie, your thoughts on "I'm an Animal"? Animal, animal, animal. Um, animal.
1: My, I liked it. I when the album originally came out, I liked it and I didn't have a problem with it at all. And when I heard that they were doing it live in Europe in Sonic Boom over over Europe tour, I'm like, oh, that's cool. They're going to put a Gene song in there because previously the only songs that they had done off the album were Modern Day Delilah and Say Yeah. So it's like, oh, that's cool. They're going to put a, you know a third song in there and it's a Gene tune. And when I saw him play that song live on the How to Show on How to Show on Earth tour, I was just like, "Man, this just plods along." And just looking around, it's like I'm the only one around me that even knows the song. And and with the two shows on that tour, like one with my girlfriend and one with my brother, and obviously my girlfriend she didn't know it, but my brother's like looks at me, and goes, "Why are they playing this?" I'm like, "I." I <laughs> I, I can't tell you so it was a de- it was a it was I liked it at first but what and like Ken said it's not a bad song I'm not gonna sit here in Bay mouth because I just sat here a minute ago and sang the praises of the album but it's not a bad song but it's just it's just it's just not as good as the rest of them and mm-hmm. the way when they played it live it just
2: really ruined it for me I want to throw to I was disappointed if anything, it wasn't made the blood song. I think if it had made, if they had made a jeans blood song, it could have Yeah, maybe it anything. would have been different.
0: Sure. Yeah. If it made the blood goopy and slow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, it, it just has, sorry. I, I don't blood. like it. it. It's not very good. All right, let's move on from one bad song to the next. Um, this one actually surprised me. On 14 points in 10th place, Russian Roulette. Gene, you're down at the bottom here. So, um, Bonnie, let's start with you on Russian Roulette. I don't have a big problem with that song. I ranked it like, uh,
1: mid-two-thirds of the way down, I guess. But I, I'm surprised it's that far down on our combined list. It's okay, I think it's real. I think I really love the beginning of the song. You know the. I think it's really cool the way it starts out. Um, I, I'm, I'm really surprised that it's this low. I really don't have a problem with it. So, I guess I'm in the minority here
0: because I probably ranked it higher than most of you guys did. Well, you're not. But you ranked it the same as me and Ken. It was only Alex who ranked it lower.
1: Alex. He, Alex. He, Alex broke the curve on this song. <laughs> so. <laughs> it's okay it's i mean it, it's not it's not bad but it's okay I, maybe i wouldn't have put it as a second song on the album maybe i would have put a, a different gene song as a second song on the album and maybe the maybe the placement kind of ruins it for some people but i think it's okay gene song and i think i would have rather heard it heard, i think i would have rather than play it live than i'm an animal i think it would have been more fun yeah. live so I don't really have that big of a problem with it. I think it's I think it's pretty decent really.
0: Yeah, I think it's placement on the album is a problem. It's on the album. Um Alex, oh. you, you did like this the least of us, so uh I just uh I don't
2: know. this album this album was tough for for the Gene songs, but he outshines shines in the end, I think, but um I just don't like the ah uh, part to it and stuff. I don't know. I <laughs> I felt like that was such such reminisce of uh, you wanted the best you got the best off of Psycho Circus and and that was kind of like mm. what that's kind of like what killed that song for me so with, I don't know maybe I was being unfair in judging and holding a grudge against the previous song but I I just yeah that was kind of like what killed it for me on that song.
0: All right, before we go to the voice of reason, I'm going to get it out of my system. It's just the same old shitty recycle, throw it in a blender lyrics. All right, some ladies love me, some ladies don't. Out of the frying pan, into the flyer, fry, fire, fire, <laughs> throw into the flame, your hands are tied. Holy shit. Oh, my backbone shit. did not slip. Ah. So, um, yeah, this is the first appearance of the backbone slippage on a Gene song. And, yeah, it, again, it's pretty dire. Again, sometimes when he takes all these lyrics that he's had sitting around for a long time, they actually work, They actually go together. But this one was just a complete fail for me. So can give us some reason on it.
3: <laughs> if you can. <laughs> yeah. The, okay, here, here it is. The, it's a, it's okay. So I'm going to like Lonnie. Um, I think the chorus is good and the chorus is isn't, so much recycled it, as a good course it's just the verses has a lot of the you know regurgitated uh, <laughs> lyrics from the past uh that gene likes to use um but yeah once it hits the course uh it's a really you know uh has a good hook to it um so i like it i think it's still pretty good it's not one of genes you know it's not a animalized gene song it's a it's a it's better than that. It's a pretty good song. Um, yeah, I, I understand that he, he redoes really some things all the time, but, uh, you know, I think the the chorus makes up for it.
0: Fair enough. Thank you. All right, moving on into ninth place on 16 points, Stand. Now we have two factions on this panel going. We've got Ken and Lonnie who despise it according to their rankings and you've got Alex and I who find it kind of middle of the road so Alex, let's start with you.
2: you know it, it actually ranked lower on me just there's only I think it would have been better if we didn't have that Paul Stanley um gosh I gotta pull it the lyrics, but could you say something like red right in the first chorus and it's all like his call man. outs his call as the first one, uh, the one that says, uh, "I'll be next Can to you." Can you feel I like it? I, well, see, I didn't mind. Just that
1: look
0: over like, your shoulder.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yes.
2: But I, I, Boom. Felt, I, I felt, the uh, when you know, the, the first part stand by my side, and then he goes, "I'll be next to you," you know. Duh, and I yeah. thought, it, I thought it was too early for him to do that and stuff, you know. The call that's a cool like on the ending chorus of the song, but I thought it was too early, and it kind of ended it, but. I I ranked a little high because I I like the idea of that Gene Paul uh back and forth you know co uh song, you know singing the song together and stuff you know because they don't have too many of those so when you kind of do one it's kind of fun and exciting, and yeah they try to I feel like they were trying to go a little anthemic and I thought that was
3: kind of cool but yeah that was like the only thing where I ranked a little lower but no all right Ken. I didn't have it low. You told you said I had it low, right? According
0: to your had list, you you had it second from bottom.
3: No. Did you look at the numbers? Stand is number 4 on my list. Oh. Well, there you go. So you just blew the whole calculation of everything. Hmm. So Stand is yeah, Stand is number 4 for me and uh, I obviously I like it a lot. I think it's a pretty darn good song. I like the trade-off of Gene and Paul, and I also, you know, I like that middle part where they they break it down. They have a break, uh, a, you know, was a bridge, and then they do the breakdown, uh, where they're kind of doing that, you know, um, the harmony uh, aspect, harmonizing, uh, going on, which they've done, a, you know, a couple times before, and I think it's good. I think they're it's their attempt to do some kind of like a you know, Beach Boys type harmonizing or, or something. Of course, they're not the Beach Boys, but, uh, it's, I like the song. I think it's a, a good song. It's a little bit different than their normal stuff, but I think it's a uplifting song. And though I do agree with Alex that that, uh, ad lib pulse coming in early uh, in the beginning of the song and saying, you know, when you need me kind of thing, it just kind of, felt on the wrong beat kind of thing to me um, and probably should have waited till, yeah later in the song
0: Alright, fair enough, I'm recalculating as, I'm like that freaking commercial recalibrate, recalibrate, alright we'll fix these scores up uh, Lonnie, your thoughts on Stand
1: You know, I think Stand I ranked it really low and, and I think it's just a matter of, of trying too hard you know, have you ever seen a girl who's just, I'm not trying to fucking ass, but you ever just seen a girl who, like, is just kind of, a, yeah, she's just kind of okay looking, and, like, she's, like, has herself all dialed up and, like, has on short skirts and a whole lot of fucking makeup, and you're like, you know what, she's just trying too hard. That's what stand is to me. Is It's just, you're just trying too hard to make Gene and Paul trade off there. Stand by my side, I'll be next to you Just look over your shoulder I think it's just too much I I, I just think it's a matter of trying way too hard to, To make a song Where Gene and Paul are in love with each other And oh, just take my hand We'll be together No matter what It's okay. (laughs) I think it's just trying too hard, and it just ruins it for me. I liked it. Don't get me wrong. I liked it when it first came out, but I listen to that song now, and I skip it because it reminds me of You Won the Best, You Got the Best, another song of just trying too hard to make something because You won the Best, I Got the Best. We wanted a song with all four original members singing on uh, on one song, and this is just we wanted a song with Gene and Paul saying how much they like each other on one song i think it's just it's too much and overdone it's like putting lipstick on a pig wow
3: well, sorry I'm,
0: yeah you know fair enough i'm not a big fan of it it's the call outs again really bother me paul just doing those kind of random things on top that just don't need to be done um i remember when i first heard it the first line you know where's the lyrics um Sometimes when the days get rough, and I was just thinking exposed, roughage, roughage. All right. Um,
1: <laughs> Pretty rough, So, yeah.
0: again, it was one that in concept was better to have another gene shared vocal, um, like I, but it just is not I. It's nowhere near as good. It's nowhere near as anthemic. It's overcalculated, and thus did not work very well. All right, let's move on in. Let's see. Because uh, I have to now do these new
3: numbers. <laughs> I blame Ken. <him>. Hey, <laughs> what do you mean? I put numbers <laughs> next to my.
0: Uh, I know, but he used the same. he used the same
3: order as uh, Lonnie. Well, and I, I cheated and pasted Lonnie's yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, homework, homework for but just So re- I do
0: blame you. You I cheated on my work. In front of it. <laughs> All right, so let's move on. In uh, eighth place on 18 points, Danger Us. Which Ken, this is your least favorite song on the album. Am I correct now? You are correct. Okay, is. So tell us why. <laughs> uh,
3: again, like like Lonnie said uh, on the prior song, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> on "Stand," I feel they're trying too hard, or Paul's trying too hard on "Dangerous," uh, trying to you know play off the dangerous, you know. Uh, word and saying danger us, you know. So it, it, I think it was just too too much. I, just listening to the lyrics of that one, I just don't get it. Um, you know, it's okay tune, but I just I just, this is just one of those songs I'll skip. Uh, then maybe I'll skip it along with Animal. I'm an animal. Um, those two songs are, you know, at the bottom of my list uh, because. I think they're just not that good. Dangerous is, a, is trying too hard, like Lonnie said on Stan. So it's the same type of thing for me. Um, I just don't care for it that much.
0: Fair enough. Lonnie,
1: what about you? I have it ranked last, actually, ever below Stan, as much as I just went on a rant about Stan. <laughs> so I am not a fan of this song for the exact same reasons I said earlier about Stan and for the exact same reasons Ken just said about about Dangerous. It it's kind of embarrassing to play if you if you have someone in your car with you and you're driving around. Danger you, danger me, danger us. Like who wrote this? It's goofy as hell. I mean, I mean, I mean, a fifth grader could write that. So I and that might be being mean to the fifth grader. So I I I think it's a like Ken said. It, it's another it's another case of just trying too hard. To, in in to be cool or to try to incorporate a certain phrase into songs, and it goes back to Julian's point about Russian roulette too, because Russian roulette is just Gene throwing all of his catchphrases out there and in, into the verses of the songs. But dangerous to me is is the epitome of of I just skip it every time, so it's it just doesn't work for me
0: at all. Yeah. All right. Alex. I'm just about done recalculating here, so <laughs> which song am, which song, song are you supposed to yeah, be talking about? <laughs> the Garmin. Dangerous. This this song
2: works for me. I like it. It's it can't it's it's higher up on my list. Um I just I really like the intro. Um and I think compared to a couple of the other Paul songs on the album, I just thought it was a better song of of some of the other ones. Um and I think it's just kinda goofy. I mean you know the uh the the kind of the playing with the whole danger you danger me danger us um I I just I I think there's just some fun fun with that um so I like it uh, so the intro which is the sound of it's really cool I I don't know if I gave it like a like a had like a creature sound a little bit to it or whatnot or like a like an 80s kiss sound to it that I kind of mm-hmm. enjoy a lot.
0: All right, well, let's move on. And uh now that I've recalculated, I'm just going <laughs> to give a recap of the adjusted scores and the correct ones now that I've got Ken's opinion correctly figured in. So still in last place, I'm an animal on seven points. So it actually went down one as a result. <laughs> in 10th uh, tenth, tenth place, Russian Roulette on 15 points. Tied in ninth and eighth place on 18 points is Dangerous... And never enough, which we'll talk about next. Mm. And then I think I had uh, stand actually went up in the standings as a result of my error, my error. All right, so never enough. Let's talk about (laughs) that one, Alex.
2: Um, you know, I I didn't mind it when it first came out. Um, I think it's probably peer pressure or whatnot came after, (laughs) and then me discovering more about poison and realizing that wow, they uh, yeah. They must have been listening to Poison. <laughs> they wrote "Never Enough," uh, and I guess they couldn't get enough of it, so they, they wrote a song about it. <laughs> you know, it's the sound. Um, yeah, I just kind of like go on my list. Um, it's not terrible, but I know I, I struggle when sometimes when a song sounds too much like another song, because then it's like, okay, you got lazy.
0: Mm, or inspired. Or <laughs> For you're I'm dreaming. Or you're dreaming. But, oh, yeah. but when you're a jamming. when a kiss song sounds like a poison song, <laughs> the sharp has been jumped. Lonnie,
1: I actually had it ranked um, fairly high, I think, compared to the rest of you guys. Um, I an, I know that it sounds like poison, but I enjoyed the song. I think it's a, I think it's very kiss esque. I think it has a very kiss sound like. Classic Kiss sound to it, of like a an anthem, like rally cry type song to it. I I enjoy it. I think it's, um, I enjoy Paul Paul's lyrics on it and the guitar solo on it. And yeah, I know it sounds like Poison, but I think it's a it's a fun song. And I know I'm in the minority, but I like it. I really do. well
2: it? was one of the singles off the album, wasn't it? It actually it was the was third single, third single it was. off
0: the album. The final single. So yeah. you know they they would have heard the criticisms um you know of it sounds too much like poison, but paul obviously i well, I like it, I wrote it, so it's I'm gonna good. be the- it's going be the third single, <laughs> Ken, your thoughts on never enough
3: yeah, it's for the same reasons uh, i mean mine mine is around no, it's six, I ranked it six, so it's the middle of the road for me um it's a good song, I, I like it, I think it says you know, yeah, besides the in a familiar part where it sounds like poison. Um, it's like, Oh, yeah, I've heard that before somewhere. <laughs> um, and then you realize it was a poison song. It's like, Oh, okay. But, uh, it's still having said that, you know, the chorus is good. And, and like Lonnie said too, it's, it has that old kiss feel. And so almost a lot of, a lot of this where they were trying to go for seventies. It sounds more eighties to me. Um, a lot of this music on here, um, and that's that's one of them i mean poison did
2: come out in the 80s so (laughs) well there you go
3: (laughs) yeah and,
0: and go figure i mean i don't like poison i like kiss what really you know a lot of kiss fans i know really dig poison as well so it's just one of those songs i don't like i didn't like the connection with that poison song from the first time i heard it and you know, I've just kind of blanked it ever since. All right, let's move on. We've already done stand, haven't we? That's uh, now up yes. to 22 points, tied with Mr. Thomas. There, when lightning strikes on 22 points, Alex, tell us what you like about uh, Tommy's.
2: Oh, I was excited. Effort. In fact, I was super. I was super bombed. I mean, when I saw, you know, I was like a mission. I think the show I saw Kiss was like uh 5 5 days after the album came out no it was a week it was a week after i remember it was a week and um cuz it's tuesday um and so I, I knew like they were only doing one song but i was kind of like bummed later on in the tour when they brought in like doctor love and then they brought shock me and, and i think my whole mind was like oh, come on play when lightning strikes i thought it was a great song i thought it was fun you know i know um you obviously had like the space song on monster but i you know uh, they kind of do the whole lightning thing and you know, if you guys haven't seen like, you know, Tommy's whole cool costume had the lightning bolts going on and stuff with it. So, That's you know, I was I really hoping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I know the how of the Hell thing, but you know, I was just hoping that there was going to be some, uh, you know, that they would do more of this album live. And I thought it was, uh, that was a fun song. It's got some good cowbell to it. Um, hmm. so I was, like I said, I was thinking it was more disappointing it's never been done live.
0: Hmm. All right, Lonnie. What are your thoughts on it? It's kind of middle of the road for you, isn't it? It's
1: kind of middle of the road for me. I like it. I like the idea of the four
0: KISS members each taking a
1: turn on lead on the album, you know, similar to Love Gun and Dynasty, I guess too. But, um, I, I enjoyed the song. I like it better than Out of This World. Um, and I, I think it's a fun song, and, it, and it's great to hear Tommy on lead. You know, they they did try out of this world. They did play out of this world live um, for a while. I wish they would have given this one a chance because I think it it deserves a chance because I, I like it better than out of this world. So, um, you know, it, it, it's great to see Tommy shine and not just always be in the in Gene and Paul's shadow. And he he wrote a great song and. It, it still stands up today 10 years later. I still enjoy it.
0: Yeah. I mean, I was looking forward to hearing both Tommy and Eric get their own, you know, vocal mm-hmm. spots on a Kiss album. I mean, that was really mm-hmm. going to be one of the high selling points for me. My problems with this was the lightning theme again, going with Ace's the lightning bolts. But I did give the song bonus points for ripping off ACDC's TNT in the rhythm section under the guitar solo. And that's such a such a great bit of guitar thievery um it's actually not that bad a song i prefer out of this world um Mm, as far mm -hmm. as you know tommy's efforts are on those on the two albums but you know as far as it goes it's okay it's kind of middle of the road for me on this album as well would i want to hear it live um only if i had two options of shock me or this song i would take this song and it really is as easy as that. I'd much rather Tommy sing his own song. And also because it gives a little bit more respect to the albums that he participated on. So, um, yeah. Ken, your thoughts on it.
3: Yeah, I think, uh, the song's pretty, pretty good. Um, you know, it's, I think if there's a competition or something is on who's who can write the most lightning and shock songs and, Space songs between the two, you know. It's like I I don't know if he feels he has to write those type of songs or if he's told you know, he has to write those kind of songs. Or told, he's, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, maybe he's maybe he's doing it on his own, um, just to stay in character type of thing. Um, but it's a pretty good song. I do like like Julian uh, Out of This World. Uh, I think it's a, a better song. Um, but the song is still pretty good. Um. And it was it was finally good to, you know, hear him and uh, Eric getting their, you know, due on the album finally.
0: Yep, cool. So, I mean, all generally a, a pretty positive response. Alex, did I get you on this? Okay. Yeah, sorry. A lot, I'm losing. <laughs> I am not with it today. I do apologize. <laughs> all right, so yeah. let's move on to fifth place before I screw up even more. Um, on 24 points, all for the glory. I love this song, actually. This is the song I would most like them to do live, because, number one, it's an Eric vocal, and I love Eric's voice. And, uh, you know, as much as I understand why they did Beth on this tour, the way they've done it, I wish, wish, wish he was doing this song. Um, again, for the same reasons that I'd prefer Tommy to be doing when lightning strikes. It's their own songs. It's their own vocal performance from an album. But this one is also one of the best tracks on the album lyrically for me. I think it's an incredibly an, an impeccably crafted rock song, um that just really encompasses kind of like from the road. So regardless of how it came about and I you know, Paul's kind of point of view, it's perfect for Eric the journey, man, and uh i dig let's start with alex on this
2: i love it too um i you love it loud a, I,
0: love
2: <laughs> I, I like it a lot better than i love it loud <laughs> um i i just love it gosh you know i i don't know maybe i just you know i was you know kind of fresh out of high school um when the album came out and stuff and so yeah it just kind of so like it's like a good motivating, you know, get your get your blood pumping song. And I fully agree. I I'd love to have seen this song live. Again, like I mentioned, I was I was really disappointed with um kind of the lack of songs being performed off the on on the tour because this one would have been a great song to have, and especially to have like the audience, you know, do a, do a chorus and kind of like what they do like with Crazy Nights or Rock and Roll at Night. This would have been a cool song to to do the audience participation
0: with. Mm. Yeah, well, at least they didn't make Eric wait too long for his vocal debut. Only twenty. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) Uh, Lonnie, (laughs) your thoughts on it?
1: I like the song too. I I think you know Paul wrote it, and Eric does a great job of of capturing the vibe of it and and bringing it home. I think it's a a great song, and I, I would have liked to hear it live as well, but. Again, I don't know how well it would have gone over live, especially with the casual fans. Like, well, why is the drummer singing a song that I don't know? Because, like, when I, I mean, and I'm, and I'm serious. Like, because when I went to the show um, on the end of the road tour in St. Louis and, you know, they come out and it's Short Rock City, and it's Shattered Out Loud, and it's Deuce. And the crowd's like, bam, bam, bam. They love it. And they go, when the say yeah? I mean, you could see the crowd just die. You really, really could. And I like the song Say Yeah. And we're going to get into that in a little bit, I'm sure. But you could see the crowd just die when they went in to say yeah. And it's like, no one knows this. No one knows this song. And it's one of, if not the best songs on the album that we're talking about. But if you would have, but I think if you would have put all for the glory in their live, not only is it on an album that a lot of people didn't, didn't purchase, but then it's the drummer singing the song. That, well, I, I, I'm not even sure who the drummer is, even though he's been in the band for 20 something years. I, th- I think it just would have killed the audience even more, even though how much I love the song. And I'm not trying to say you guys are wrong that it shouldn't be played live. I think I think it'd be cool for maybe on the cruise. It'd be cool to hear it live. That that'd be the setting to play it in actually. But I enjoy the hell out of the song and I think it's gr- great. And Eric did an excellent job on it. But I don't I don't think it would work live for
3: the masses. Ken? Yeah, this is a real good song. Um, I remember at the time when Sonic Boom came in, uh, Sonic Boom came out, um, um, they had an ad on the TV for uh, college, college football. Yeah. And they, they were playing that song in the background. I was like, whoop. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I've never it's like I remember I ad playing what? that in the background. Oh, wait a, a minute. Touch. That's Kiss. <laughs> they're playing uh, a song, I said, you know, All for the Glory for uh you know, advertisement for NCAA football and it's like, "Oh, wow. That's pretty cool." And it, so they, you know, it should have been a single. Um in my opinion, I think it's, you know, even though I ranked it not the highest or anything, I, I still think it's a a real good song and it, it could have been a single, I think.
0: No, yeah, no one had this song ranked down in the hate zone. I mean, it, yeah, it's it's one that you know varies wildly from me in fourth place. I think down to you and you eighth? liked at least in seventh, um, no eighth. Pardon me. Um, so again, I, I'm just glad that that Eric got a good song to sing, not one that was about cats or coming home. <laughs> or, Nine lives Yeah. Or Beth. Just too too much ripping off Peter's essence. So in, in that case, he he kind of wins for me on the replacements on this album. Tommy went too close to Ace's aura, and Eric didn't. So let's move on. Fourth <laughs> place on twenty sixth twenty six points. Hot and cold. <sighs> yeah I have this very low on mine, and just seeing if I actually wrote any notes, yeah another case of too much recycling for me um but I really like the line gene does on on the song, so uh, there's positive and a negative. Ken, I'm gonna go straight back to you on it.
3: yeah, I like the song a lot, you know when I heard listened to it again, I didn't think I liked it that was until I listened to it the last couple of days. I thought it was it's a real good song and and I found myself. You know, with the song stuck in my mind afterwards, after listening to it, uh, it's just one of those songs that are, are, are catchy and, and it's, it's, you know, I, I can't say, you know, what the real deal is with it, but, uh, you know, yeah, he, he recycled some stuff again, a little bit here and there, Gene, but it's, again, it's another good catchy chorus that he, you know, came up with, um, and and that's the probably the most important part of the song. Um, so I think it's real good. I ranked it high from, you know, on my list.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, while I'm not a fan of it, I believe he did this one live with his solo band. So And he did on the Kiss right. Yeah. Yeah. Kiss right. years ago. Yeah, the one before the one I went on where they didn't do anything rare, they did Hot and Cold. Yeah. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> Lonnie. Hot or cold. Hot or cold.
1: <laughs> I like it. It's catchy. When I, and if you're a listener of the show, you know that I love catchy songs. And, and it's very catchy. It's something that stays in your head all day when you listen to it. Um, It is very recycled, as Julian mentioned. But I enjoy it. I think it's, I think it's a lot of fun. It's one of the better Gene songs on the album, as much as we bash some of the Gene songs earlier on the album. This one, I think, really shines in comparison to the others. So I really, I don't have anything bad
2: to say about it. I really enjoy it. Alex, it's the middle of the road for me. Um, I don't know. I just, you know, I got a T-shirt at the Kiss concert I went to, and it said, if it's you know, and it had the song lyrics on the back, and I think that's probably the the best spot those lyrics could have probably been was on the back of a T-shirt. <laughs> All, All right. right. What are you say, <laughs> Later, <Oops>.
3: Alex? <laughs> <laughs> Moving
0: on. In third place on 34 points. So that's a substantial jump up, which means everyone is now trending and agreeing some more. Yeah. Um, the next, the last three songs. Surprisingly, I'm the only one who has his, this as his number one pick on this album. And it's Say Yeah, which is basically built off a 70s rap Paul did. Um, it's an anthem. It is a, a Kiss classic, uh, which is why I understand why it's in the set from this album on the end of the road versus anything else off these last two albums that they've recorded i I think it's a great anthem i think it's just a shame that they were tied into a walmart only release and Mm -hmm. never handled it particularly well by doing background graphics showing that it came off an album called sonic boom which (laughs) i i don't think is even available on itunes anymore is it in the states it's certainly tough to find it's not been reissued it was never issued in japan uh at all which is really weird and i think it's probably a great representation that paul stanley was still able to write a great catchy song and yeah it's a little bit contrived in that it's got a deliberate audience participation section but it's one that i'm thrilled to have seen again on this tour i'm thrilled to have seen back in 2009 during the tour and, you know, I think it stands up well. Listening back this week to this album again, I'm like, there's a lot of really good material on this. And this really was the top of it for me um, that I think has aged the best. Lonnie, let's go to you.
1: I really enjoyed the
0: song. Um, I saw him in
1: Chicago in 09 and they only played modern day Delilah and then I saw him again later in the tour in Kansas City in 09 and they played this as well and I was really really excited to hear it live cuz it does stand out as a great Paul anthem type song what you expect to hear from Paul Stanley on a Kiss album it's a, and it you know and I really like it, the the placement of it on the album it's that the last song on the album is one of and arguably the best song on the album the way KISS had done in, with, a, with a lot of albums earlier in their career. You know, look at the way they ended Creatures of the Night with War Machine. Look at the way they ended the original album with Black Diamond. You know, Dress to Kill, rock and roll all night. So I, I really like the way it was, the placement of the song, and I really like the song itself, where it gets the crowd involved. You know, as much as I just said, you know, the crowd just died when they played Say Yeah, but he, they do try. They, and They do their best to get the crowd involved and make it an audience participation type song which kind of gets the audience back into it so um but but the song itself just as it stands i think is is absolutely incredible and i really really enjoyed it when it came out still do to this day and it's it's one of paul julian's right it's one of paul's masterpieces it really is
0: Yeah, it's just that they don't continue to push their album sales effectively, because you're absolutely right that it is a dead spot. Even to this day, you feel a palpable change in the Mm -hmm. atmosphere of the show when it comes on, which is really sad because it's so energetic. And it hits hits all kind of the, the points that you expect a Kiss song to hit, which is, you know, very disappointing and yet you, you still never see a graphic come up in the background that says you can buy this album at Walmart. You know? <laughs> there's, still, there's still nothing that actually kind of sells the catalog. Neither do they introduce it uh, effectively. And I, I don't think people are probably listening at a concert anyway about don't want to kiss show to become like QVC when it's already like one. Alex, you hate this song.
2: <laughs> I don't really hate it. It just rank a little lower. I think just as a closing song, it wasn't one of my Favorites. As a lifelong, I had fun in 2010 with it. And I was actually, when I did see it in the set list, and I know how much you like it too, and I was actually, I actually kind of got excited from your excitement that it was back in the set list again. You know, for one, cause it was off the album that, that came out, you know, like it was my new album. You know what I mean? So I was, I was excited that, cool, they are doing a song off, of Sonic Boom. It's, it had been, you know, they hadn't done a Sonic Boom song for a while, and then they, they kept like, oh, hall, hella hall, hallelujah in the set list for a little bit, but then there was kind of a gap. Um, but I agree with you, you know, I just, you know, I remember when the album came out, there was kind of a push. And I think it came in, was at number two in sales and stuff? It got beat by that Michael Buble fellow Bublé. <laughs> for the spot. Um But, you know, I just, you know, there's one thing I've never understood with the Kiss show. And again, for the many episodes and whatnot, on Kiss misses and stuff is, um you know, and I know because I picked up another backup copy on uh, the DigiPack seal for like five bucks at Walmart. I don't know why Kiss can't sit. Say to Walmart, like, hey, please ship us back, you know, whatever you guys have left. And so we could take it on the road and have it at the merch stand, you know, cause, you know, and it's the end of the road, you know, I, I'd be trying to, you know, sell as much stuff as I can. And, I, you know, if they had a stack of these, you know, and, and they could put 10 bucks on it. Cause, you know, I mean, how many, how many of us, you know, we, we, do know there's some kids fans that don't have a lot of cash. And if they don't have the album, hey, 10 bucks for a kids album. Um, especially, you know, cause this is three disc pack for this Walmart version. And you know, I really wish they would have it on sale at the tour.
0: Sorry. That was a rant. That was a hot take. <laughs> Ring the bell. Yeah. No, I, I mean, for those fans who can't afford a $75 T-shirt, here's a token $5 <laughs> CD. <I> mean, <laughs> take these, I just please
1: seem, take these off our hands.
0: Yeah, please. We're doing you a favor by selling it to you for $5. Oh, God. All right, Ken, your thoughts.
3: Well, I like Alex's idea, actually. I think if you, if you did, if you pulled the, if they got the, uh, CDs back from Walmart and then unwrapped them and, and maybe put a, a some kind of sticker in there, you know, and then call it also, you, know, you get a sticker, but it's like an end of the road sticker, limited edition or whatever, you know, uh, sticker and wrap it back up and sell that for five bucks, whatever. Um, I think it would sell. You know, just I mean, to I mean, get those collectors who just like to get anything that's, uh, you know, unique to that tour or whatever. Um, So, uh, you know, go ahead, Alex. Well,
2: but, but I mean, hear me at, you know, it does have, you know, at least the American version. that It came with that bonus disc of, you know, the we yeah. record, give or take your thoughts on those. And, you know, you know, sometimes you got people that go to a concert that they might not have that KISS CD. And that'd be like a great like, oh, hey, that was a great show. And they could walk away with Sonic Boom. And.
3: Just makes another sale. Yeah, it's worth it. Worth a try. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, this is a great anthem. It is an anthem. It's 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 a great uh, audience participation, you know, song that's part of the concert. So uh, it works well, and uh, I've always liked it. I They probably played it when I saw them in 2009 in Oakland. Um, yeah, yeah. So I kind of remember that. So. It's a great song from that album. Uh, it's just a you can't you know can't can't miss.
0: No, nice good thoughts, good thoughts indeed. All right, in second place, on 38 points. Yes, I know nobody's perfect. Yes, indeedy. Um, what are my notes on this one? I don't even have any notes. It's I always like the no, nobody's perfect demo from the eighties that Gene mm. did, so I was kind of happy at least at that part and you know got recycled and For me, this was really a great case of recycling. I think the song's really good, the vocal on it's fantastic. I really enjoy that again, this would be another one that would have been great live um from from gene's output I mean, just about you can pick any gene song off this album other than I'm an animal and it would probably be good live um yeah. Because they, they're all have more tempo and I think they all have better vocals as well. His lower kind of register when he's doing I'm an animal doesn't work, but energetic. Um, it's, it's dated very well as well. I was surprised, um, how high I had this up on my list. Um, in, th- in third, I think. Um, but it's a really, really fun song and I enjoy it. So I, I don't really have much to say apart from that. So Alex, let's go back to you. On yes, I know nobody's perfect.
2: I uh, I think this song is very perfect. I love it. This is my number one song off Sonic Boom. Uh, I know I you know we started with you know Jean song at the end for my list, but uh, to end on a high note, this is my number one. Um, this is one I was most disappointed that was never performed live at all by the band. I just. You know, I, I know it's difficult for for a band to sit there and say we're going to try to capture the sound of of a previous album or a previous tour, but man, I thought they did really good. If there was a song which just kind of captured that '70s sound, it was this song right here. Ah, uh, and it's just fun and it's it's a classic gene. I mean, when you look at um, Psycho Circus, you really don't have that '70s gene where it was kind of about you know women and having a good time with women you know has kind of got more deeper with within you know and, and journey of a thousand years and this song was like bringing gene back that 70s gene the sequel to ladies room uh and i just really loved it still do
0: yeah come on it's pretty cheesy gonna strike while the iron's hot tonight. Here comes it's your kiss. knight in it's shining armor yeah. Yeah. again. Hey, flip hey. a coin, it's heads or tails. It's, Come on. It's better, Put your it's better hand than
1: in me. my pocket, grab onto my rocket Too isn't this. cheesy. Yeah.
0: Isn't it perfect it's, kiss it's, lyrics?
1: Perfect. It's kiss.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right, Lonnie, take it away.
1: I love it. It's my favorite song on the album. It wasn't even it wasn't even close. I mean I, I like Modern Day Delilah, like say yeah, but yes I know is without a doubt my favorite song on the album because it sounds the most like it could just be on love gun or be on rock and roll over it sounds like a 70s kiss song it's 70s gene with his stick and it's has sev- the lyrics are 70s gene stick and the sound is 70s kiss it sounds like a like a classic kiss song and it's cheesy as hell and that's and if you don't like cheesy lyrics, you don't like Kiss, because that's what it is. So, and I'm I was so disappointed they never played it live. I thought it it could sound great live, but then again they've never played Ladies Room live since '96 either, and that's a travesty in and of itself. So I, I I think it's fantastic, and it it should have been a single. It it should have been a lot more. Would it have sparked more album sales? No, probably not but it would have worked a hell of a lot better live and I'm an animal and whoever made that decision I'd really like to know because I think it's a terrible one so yes I know is absolutely my favorite song of up who always has always will be for those reasons
0: Ken
3: yeah. yeah well it's a great song and uh, despite all the you know innuendos um, it's it's still good and uh, it's a good Good type of cheesy, uh, lyric song. And, uh, and it's a, it's a very catchy tune. Um, so yeah, I, I raked around middle of my list or what was it? Five, which is not low. Uh, it's, it's still good. Um, I have nothing, nothing bad to say about it. Good song. Excellent. Alex,
0: I got you on this one, right? Yes, sir. Yes. Sir. Well, then it's pretty obvious what's number one on this panel's pick, and it's hardly surprising since it mm. was the single, it was the video, it was the first <laughs> song added into the set list. Um, I've always considered modern-day Delilah to kind of be something like a rewrite of See You In Your Dreams um, by Paul, saying I'm going to take that kind of subject matter that Gene covered in that and turned it mm. into my own song. But, again, it was a great anthem. Once you get around the kind of awkward Delilah – well, what the hell, Tom Jones, <laughs> or Freddie Mercury? It's a song on uh, innuendo about his cat, um, and and then you you kind of get where he's going with it, and I it passed the test immediately the first time I heard it. I reached for a guitar because of that riff. It had a really really yeah. catchy riff, probably one of the catchiest riffs on the album for me and my taste. So um, great song, great live, and it's understandable why it kind of wins this panel's ranking because again paul was very reticent about writing stuff because they're not classics or performing stuff um because it's not but you've got to give it time and again like say yeah i think this one has become a kiss classic and it can stand proudly next to a lot of other really good songs not read my body but you know in terms of their greatest hits it certainly deserves to be mentioned as one of the very best of Kiss Lonnie Modern Day Delilah love it great song um worked great live on in
1: 09 worked great live when they opened with it in 10 i thought it was a, a a great opener as well and you know they they they've only opened with a handful of songs really in their whole 40 plus year history but it was 2010
0: well. when they had the spider and they yeah. began the opening no, no. riff uh, it, no. and no. it, like, up and over the drum set like it was, that it, it came over from the, like oh a drum yeah, drum yeah. Set. but oh, it, 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 it used cool. it used to go on very long sometimes little, if it was a little yeah. slow coming down yeah depending they on just on the keep speed playing it. that riff and you start just well. keep
1: playing that opening riff over and over and over again until yeah. you get to the microphone but it worked well it worked well as an opener and and that's saying something like i said because they've you know, I mean, we're, we're back to opening with Detroit with Rack City, which has been the opener. It's been a staple as an opener for a long time. You know, it's 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 that reduced most of the time. So it worked well as an opener. It worked well in the middle of the set when they played it in in 09. Um, I enjoyed it. I, the riff, like Julian said, is great. It makes you want to pick up a, a guitar and start playing it. And it's a riff that will stick in your head to all day. It's catchy. Paul sounds as good as Paul could possibly sound in 2009 on that song, um, it just sounds like classic Kiss. As as much as I just said I I love Yes, I Know, you're going to use a Paul song to be the lead single off an album. It was the perfect choice to be the lead single on the album. So it's it's great, and it, it hooked a lot of people back into Kiss, really, because, I mean we talked about the tour a little bit ago and when they said they were going to do an arena tour, I was like, really? They haven't toured the U S in five years, maybe for a reason. And you know, they, they sold really well on that tour. And it was the opening song of the album promoting the tour. And it did very well. It's it's something they should be
2: proud of. Alex. I love it. I mean, I know I mean, think it's one of my, my number two, but I mean, I really love this song. I was excited when, uh, that little teaser clip came out on Kiss Online. Was it August of of two thousand nine? And I really loved the live version that was on David Letterman. Uh, I think it was like the night the album came out and stuff. And <laughs> and it was just it was such a cool version. And then, I don't know about you guys, but like I love like watching live video clips of it because I just I think Jane's like super goofy and live, you know, with his animations and stuff throwing the song. And um, <laughs> yeah, she likes it too. Uh, yeah, but yeah like you guys said just, it's just catchy the riff's catchy uh, the lyrics are fun and, and it was it was it was you know as a least song it was like I almost get like a feeling almost like when Revenge came out and, and people loved Unholy and I was like man that's my band and then hearing Monaday Delilah it was the same yeah. thing for me
1: don't throw stuff at your kid what are you doing
3: <laughs> unless it's a pacifier uh. She's he, to cool little big play
2: thingy, but she's good.
0: <laughs>
2: we, right. we finally got a big play pin for
0: her, so Oh, Freedom.
2: Yeah.
0: All right, Ken, you uh voted this your number one song off the album yeah, if I got your yeah. list right this time. I
3: think you got it right. <laughs> okay. That's really good. Right. So number one, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a great song. I was very happy to hear it when it first came out and uh and that's the first single that makes total sense. It's great riff. It's a great riff in the song. That's what. That's the, you know, the backbone of that song is that riff. Um, and I like where you know Paul kind of goes into his you know scream at the end of you know right before or end of chorus or whatever. Um, it's 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 cool. I mean that's but that's the time you know his voice was was starting to you know go a little bit. Um, but he he still pulled it off. You know still worked. Um, so, uh, yeah, I saw it on all those, you know, late night shows when they played it live. And I think one of them was where they, I think they, were, they had so much smoke, it, uh, it set off their alarms there or something like that because they put too much of their, uh, smoke on the stage. But, uh, anyway, it is, it's just a great song. Um, and like Julian, you said, it's, it's a classic, it's become a classic and, uh, no doubt that it will remain a classic, you know, going forward.
0: Yeah. So I, I don't think that we have a tremendously surprising end to this panel. Um, again, as kiss fans and we've done these shows for so many years that we're kind of know where each other's spots are for stuff that we like and don't like. So it's no shock that I'm an animal's last and modern day Delilah's first, but, you know, it's it's a good album. I want to play. This is off one of the multi tracks of Modern Day Delilah, and it just sums up what I like about this album in in general. Is that it's got a little bit of everything. This is Tommy Solo isolated, and all you are gonna hear. And I'll cut in a, a good quality version of it for everyone listening. um, It's just all of the tricks of the trade, the, all the acisms thrown into one solo, and That comes across throughout the album, so I'll just shut up and play this. It's just 45 seconds. Yeah, and also off yeah. those multi tracks, but you have to listen to Paul's, you know, vocals on their own and hear some of the little tricks that you can hear going on in the background. I, I mean, he still sounds great. Um, it's not obviously every time I look at you level, but it's still a really good performance. And you know, that's looking back at this album is what I enjoyed. It's like ten years ago, my kind of wish came true that Psycho Circus was not the last album. And what we've got is a really strong album. Overall, only a couple of duds on it, which uh, for a band at that age I thought was really good. I think they did better than I expected. I certainly have enjoyed re-listening the album kind of in-depth this week. Um, So give us your final thoughts, and then we'll wrap this up. Lonnie, Sonic Boom. I can't believe it's been ten
1: years since this album came out. I really, truly can't, because I remember it so vividly. And like I said earlier, I still enjoy the hell out of it to this day. It is, it's, it, to me, it really stands up with a lot of the classic Kiss albums. It's, I remember when, when they toured for that album, they said, Paul said, we got a new album out. It's, you know, it's a, it's another classic Kiss album. And you can kind of roll your eyes at that. And yeah, that's your just stick to make you go out and buy a new album. But it, it really is a classic album and it really does stand up to this day. I, and I really still enjoy listening to it every time I do.
0: Oh, I was frozen and Alex disappeared. Oh, he's back. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Ken, your final thoughts, and we're not going to talk about the artwork and all that today because, you know, we've covered that in other episodes and we've talked about the packaging of albums and whatnot. So just your, your final thoughts on Sonic Boom, Ken.
3: Yeah, it's, I mean, if, if you're a Kiss fan, I think you definitely have to have this in your collection, uh, as far as the music. Um, it, it fits in with a lot of their, you know, early, earlier stylings. And, and the songs are, you know, for the most part, most of the album is, you know, very catchy and well written songs and great, you know, perform, the performances are all great, top notch, you know, performances. So, um, I think it's a definite, you know, if you, if you still go to a Walmart and find one, you know, and you don't have it, go buy it.
0: Yeah, Alex, before she finds out what the red button does, what are your final <laughs> thoughts on Sonic Boom?
2: I love it, I think it's great, I mean, I think the uh, my favorite quote from Paul Stanley when he uh, talked about the album, and I think for anybody else, is, you know, go out and get it, you know, if you don't have it, go get it, you know, especially now, five bucks, three, three discs, if you're in the US at Walmart. Yeah. It
1: was, get your butts out to
2: Walmart.
0: <laughs> right after visiting the bar. <laughs> yep. And, of course, remember, two copies being given away here of the Euro. Only one CD, obviously, because Europe are cheap. Um, you know, Ken's least favorite and my least favorite song. Throw it at an email. Oh. me at, uh, you know, at and I'll throw you in a drawing for a free copy. All right, let's leave that there. Long enough show. Um, oh, yeah, a new episode of podcast dropped today, and we start talking about Wicked <laughs> Lester. So uh, do go and check out our friends there, as that was a fun one to participate in, even though I didn't do enough homework. So there we go. All right, that's it for us for now. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Bye.